What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode here on the Lure Lab. I am your host, the captain, Andrew Fall, and we hope you enjoyed the last episode where we dove deep into wintertime jerkbait fishing with Elite Series Pro Alex Redwine, and it was a great one. He um he dove into his favorite colors with the Berkeley Stunna, which is a favorite jerkbait of mine. Um, I caught a lot of fish on it last year, and he dove into his three favorite colors, and we really hope that everyone who tuned into that enjoyed it. And if you haven't tuned into it yet, please tune in and listen because it was a good one. He dropped a lot of juice. But today we're going to do something a little bit different, and we are diving into a buying guide of my top three baits that I am looking to purchase this winter to not only use for myself, but also to build confidence in so I can have another option for my clients so that we can put bigger bass and more bass in the boat. <clears throat> so let's dive right into it. I um, basically broke it down into three categories. I have a jerk bait that I want to purchase, a flat side crankbait, and a chatterbait trailer, which I find all three, all three of these really cool because normally I'm like a vision 110 Berkeley stunner guy on the flat side. I love a Fritz side. Like you can't beat a Fritz side in the early spring when the water temp is below 50 degrees. Big bass love to eat that thing in a chatterbait trailer. I'm two things with it, like a kamikaze crop by big bite baits or a Zacco, but we're going to dive into what three baits I'm going to purchase this winter to hopefully catch some more big bass. So the first one is going to be a jerk bait, and the jerk bait that I'm looking to purchase is the Six Sense Provoke 106X. This is a jerk bait that I've never thrown, but I've had people throw it out of the back of the boat or right next to me on the front deck and absolutely kick my tail in when they won't eat a 110 or a stunner. Um, it dives around three to six foot on 12 pound test, which is great. So I might be able to get it down to like eight foot on 10 and maybe even nine foot on eight pound. If I'm really feeling daring, I will throw a jerk bait on eight pound test from time to time to get an extra bite or to get it down to a fish that is a little bit deeper in the water column. Or sometimes you just go to a deeper, deeper diving build jerk bait, like a plus one version of any of your favorite jerk bait there is. But there are some really intriguing colors in the Provoke that really stood out to me. The first one was the Ghost Pro Shad. The next was Wabi Sabi. And then there's Bluegill Spawn. The reason why I chose these three colors is in jerkbaits, you always want to have a translucent finish. Something that draws fish to it. So like something bright. And then a bluegill if you're fishing any lake that has a lot of large mouth in it so the reason why i went ghost pro shad it looks like it's a very translucent bait so when it's sunny you have that light variable chop on the surface and it, the water's warming up that is something that's going to have a lot of drawing power and it's going to bring the fish in and i think i can catch a lot of fish on that bait the next color is wabi sabi uh, it reminds me a lot of like the one Megabass color. I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head, but it's got the white skeleton down the side, the chartreuse belly, and the purple top. I think it's like exoskeleton or something like that. That color catches just a ton of smallmouth, and being a smallmouth guide, 
We need colors that draw fish in and smallmouth cannot stand chartreuse and smallmouth love to feed up when they're chasing bait fish. So that is why I'm going to purchase the wabi-sabi color and then bluegill spawn. Um, there's been a few days on the Finger Lakes here in New York where I can't get them to eat any other color than a bluegill jerkbait. So that one I'm really looking forward to throwing around like grass beds, the year of the young weeds grass in our Finger Lakes and inland lakes here in New York and among the Northeast. That being said, I'm sure that color would also work really well down south, especially on lakes that they're targeting and eating like crappie and big bluegill. The next bait that I'm going to talk about is a flat side crankbait. And this crankbait for the last few years has really caught my eye. It intrigues me a ton. And when I go to buy it, the colors that I want to buy are always out of stock. So that tells me that it's probably a really good crankbait and the colors are really good as well. I've read about it. I've seen some blogs about this crankbait that talk about the power it has on getting big bites and also numbers of bites. And that is going to be the evergreen flat force. Now, the one cool thing about this bait is it's pretty much stuck in one depth zone, and that's like three to five foot on about 12-pound test. But that being said, like, I love a frit side, so it's going to be really hard for me to put down a frit side in the spring, but I think there is a place for the Evergreen Flat Force. It's kind of expensive. It's about $16 a piece. Only a few places really carry it here in the United States that I know of, and they're and then. They just always seem to be out of stock, which is just insane to me. So one cool thing about it, it has a fixed internal tungsten weight to it. So what that's telling me is, one, it's going to cast really well, but it's also going to be a very well-balanced lure. In order to have a fixed weight in a lure, it's got to... It takes a lot of time to find that perfect spot in it to have a tight wobble, but also to cast farther than your traditional sliding weight crankbait a couple other baits that have like a fixed weight to it would be osp right off the top of my head uh every crankbait line in osp has a fixed tungsten weight on the belly and those crankbaits cast further than any other crankbait i've ever thrown but back to the flat side the three colors i want to purchase include panfish cold shad and flash wagasaki Panfish imitates, you know, your panfish, bluegill, but it's like a reddish yellow color. So I think it would be a great crawfish imitator as well if you get in like a two to four foot zone as you're just grinding it along the bottom. And just something about red and a yellow belly just catches really big fish in the spring, late winter, especially when you're around grass or rock. It, that seems to be the two best places. The next color we're going to talk about is the cold shad. Cold shad looks great to me. It's like a dubbed down sexy shad, which I think is very important when that water is still cold instead of having that bright fluorescent line going down the side of the crankbait. It has more of like a pinkish red line from the pitchers. And I like a more subtle color crankbait when the water's really cold and clear on like a cloudy, dreary, rainy, snowy day in the early spring. Just something about a just a dulled down color really gets bit on those crummy days. Now, the complete opposite on a bright, sunny, calm day, 
a color that you may want to try that I'm going to purchase is the Flash Wagasaki. Um, <clears throat> when you get super clear water, translucent baits can catch a lot of fish, especially in a tight wobble where they omit a tiny bit of flash. The only thing I'm worried about with this bait is it might flash too much because I've never seen it. I've never held it in my hand. This is just me being a tackle nerd, perusing websites, Omnia, Tackle Warehouse, wherever you can look, and finding baits that I think I can catch big fish on and lots of fish. Flash Wagasaki, just Wagasaki in general, is one of the better crankbait colors for me in the Northeast. So that is the main reason why I have kind of moved in that direction of why that is the third color on this bait that I'm going to purchase on the flat-sided Flat Force by Evergreen. If you guys, real quick before we jump into the last bait here, if you're listening to this, send us a message on what colors you would purchase or if you've used these baits and you like them. Just send us a message on Instagram at the Lure Lab Instagram and tell me what color to buy. I'm very interested. This is just... I'm throwing it out there, basically trying to tell you what I'm going to buy and what I'm going to catch fish on next spring and attempt to catch fish on. Any feedback from all of our listeners that tune into this, I greatly appreciate it. Also, if you're on YouTube, you can throw it right down there in the comments. We love the engagement. We're quick to respond. So thank you very much for that. Next, final uh, bait that I'm going to purchase I, let's be real, there's going to be many, but these are my top three that I'm looking to purchase here in the wintertime to get ready for guide season in spring, and that is the Chatterbait trailer. In springtime, pre-spawn, late winter, resident in grass, like grass resident bass that live in the grass all year long, we all know they love to eat a Chatterbait. As soon as ice comes off of our lakes here, it's one of the first things I have tied on is a chatterbait. And that is because I know as that water is just starting to warm up, the fish's metabolism is increasing. They want something that they can eat. And usually it's a big bite getter. And who doesn't love to catch big bass? So that being said, the, tra the chatterbait trailer that I am looking to purchase is the Beast Coast Blade Runner. I'm a huge fan of the Zayco. It, it has caught a ton of bass, but as we know, all across the country, the Chatterbait Bladed Jig is like on a fan craze right now, and it seems like it's getting harder and harder to get bit. And that Zayco has one basically solid action to it as that Chatterbait's going through the water. The way the tail's designed, it just kicks beautifully. Now with this Blade Runner, the first thing I noticed when I looked at it is that it has a split tail fork design. So you're not going to just get that beautiful like swaying action out of your trailer, but you're going to get a secondary action of that trailer, both the top and bottom, basically just pundulating through the water. And I think that might be a key to getting a lot more bites on the chatterbait. I tried to experiment with a lot of different um, chatterbait trailers, I've basically come down to two or three that I really, really like. And we'll be talking about that later on. But um, some of the colors that will work with this trailer, in my opinion, and they all look great. It comes with like eight or ten 
awesome colors that basically you can throw on any chatterbait and probably get bit. But the three that I want to purchase and buy. So when it comes to chatterbait fishing, there's only three colors you really need. You need red, green pumpkin, because it imitates bluegill, and white. So that being said, down south on those grass fisheries, heat is the trailer color that you would want to purchase for any of like the spring craw or fire craw bladed jigs that you're throwing. The reason why is that heat gives it a beautiful bright red contrast and bass love to eat crawfish early on, especially as we start moving into the pre-spawn. <clears throat> the next two colors that I would purchase, <coughs> sorry, is the char chartreuse pumpkin and the pure pearl. The chartreuse pumpkin I would purchase because I love throwing a green pumpkin chatterbait with a little bit of chartreuse in it. Just a little bit different than what everyone else is doing. I'll even dunk the tail of the green pumpkin trailer and spike it. And I think that helps imitate bluegill really well. And then the, <clears throat> sorry, pure pearl for a white chatterbait. Sticking that on there, big white imitates bait really well just really really well so those are the three baits that i want to purchase this winter to try in the spring to see if we can catch more bass bigger bass and also put my clients on some really big fish and numbers as fish as well um so as always we are ever thankful for everyone who tunes in to these episodes here on our new show the lure lab we're like almost three months in here. I believe this is going to be episode 12, which is incredible. Thank you to everyone. So if you're on YouTube, please, if you're new here, hit that subscribe button. We're ever thankful for it. Leave a comment down below of what maybe the three baits that you want to buy this winter, or if you have any feedback on the three that I chose that I want to buy, let me know down in the comments. I look forward to reading all of those. Uh, <clears throat> if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and you're just listening to this podcast, please leave us a review. It allows us to be seen quicker so we can reach more bass heads like us so they can get more information and then they can tune in. The more growth we have, the more we get seen, the more reviews we have, the more we get seen, and the more information that we're able to bring to everyone. So we thank you all for doing that every time, every show. Everyone rocks who tunes into not just the Lure Lab, but also the Serious Angler Network. And until next Saturday, we'll see you then.